podcast. Um, I'm here today with one of our special guests, and that is Tommy Black. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Stephen. Pleasure to be here. Thank Welcome you. to the podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, obviously, the last one you've asked, but it's good, better late than never. Um, yeah, well, I give you the analogy of dessert um, when, you know, dessert always comes last, and the reason yeah, is because it's the best a, and sweetest. It wasn't a bad save, I'll, I'll give you that, but. Um, not really, a wee bit disappointed there isn't actually any dessert. <laughs> season, but. I apologise, the budget wasn't big enough. Um, Tommy, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, my name's Tommy, um, I've been coming to first career my whole life. Um, I first met Steve whenever I was at university, um, whenever I was living in a flat with his future wife, um, and Garibaldi Halls. Um, so, with me and you go back what, five or six years now? Mm, more than that. Be it. Right? Yeah. Nine yeah, years, yeah, nine years. Yeah. That as well. I don't really remember you that much. And I feel like we didn't come in first year, I didn't really converse with you very much. We didn't really cross paths that much. Well, everybody knew of you, don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, yeah, I mean, it was more, so I think maybe it was more towards the end of, end of first year. Yeah, end of first maybe, year. End yeah. Of first year um, yeah. It's quite funny, just a small world. Yeah. I remember you playing on the football team. I'm, That's I'm, how long ago. Yeah, <laughs> that was so. Again, no one's going to notice on the podcast uh, for obvious reasons, but I have been told by many, many people that I look like Lionel Messi. Um, <laughs> of course, I definitely do not do not play like him. I do remember. I think I went to two matches for for the DB football team. I came on as a sub, um, and I. I was only on the pitch and I done like a wonderful bit of skill. Like Messi would have been proud. <laughs> and then fell over five minutes later, got some back <laughs> on. That, that, that was the end of my um Your that career. Was the, that was the end of my career. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very good. But yeah, so anyone who doesn't know what Derval we Halls is, that's um halls in Belfast near Queens, so the majority of students go to Queens and that sort of thing. Or if you're like me, you went to uh, not really a proper degree. Um but uh, but yeah, so yeah, we, we go back a long way. How long have you been at first school, really? My whole life. Um, so I suppose I'm trying to think sort of when I first started to go on. Earliest memories would have been of my dad going out to church um, back in the full suit back in the day. And mm. me, my mum, and Andrew would have been sort of left in the house. And wasn't very old, but I would have come back later. And I think I just can still sort of remember this one. We said, you know, why can't I go to church? Just didn't really know what it was, but just my dad was going, so I wanted to go too. Daddy was going. And so, yeah, I can't really remember what age I would have been young enough. Um, you know, I started primary school, and that's when I started coming out to, right. out to church. And I was going to ask you, what do you do now at First Korean? But it's almost easier to ask you, what do you not do? Because <laughs> you're involved in everything. But what do you do? Um, what do I do? Um, so I suppose what most people would see is I play the flute. Um, with the band, and I've been doing that since maybe second or third year. Um, so that really started when, with Gordon McCracken, he decided he realised that there was quite a few uh, boys who could play musical instruments, mostly flutes, um, in the boys' brigade. And his vision was to have like a BB band at any of the services. So that didn't really quite take off, but um, I really enjoyed it, and I think Gordon seen that, and he got me involved with playing church band regularly on Sunday now and again and 
have a technical break for a couple of years here and there. But we sabbatical. Yeah, we, we sabbatical. You know, j just to refresh. You know, us artists are like you know very temperamental. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, no, I, I've been doing that. The most recent actually, I have taken a break for a couple of years, and um, it was the previous musical director Johnny Boyd who had asked me, uh, or he was doing the the band at your wedding, Stephen. Uh, so that's how I got back into. You're playing the flute again um, <laughs> at your wedding, so there you go. Fun fact: you can go home and tell Rebecca. I'm sure she'll be absolutely thrilled. You know, <laughs> uh, you know something really important happened that day. Uh, yeah, day. something really, really notable, and yeah. uh, something that'll go down in history. But yeah, so something that she can remember a wedding by. Yeah, 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 something important. Yeah, she doesn't forget. Yeah, because I wish she's not going to remember me. So, <laughs> um, very good, very good. Um, and tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What What do you do now? I try and do very little, Stephen, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up university in many ways. University. You're coming to university, yeah. and in Derrogate Halls, there is a little. Um, it's a bit like our fellowship lounge, that sort of thing. Um, but you come in the hallway, and there is one thing guaranteed: if you walked out the door and came back in three hours later, there's a very good chance that that chair still had Tommy Black sitting in it. Um, it's almost a chair named after you, is that on a lot long? I mean, there absolutely could have been. I mean, for me, university was less about going to classes and more just going through the PowerPoints the night before. And in my defence, I think a lot of students' defence it works <laughs> up to a point. Um, I think definitely in my case, you know, there are many reasons to go to university. You know, you know self-improvement, you know, study something you're passionate about, start a career. For me, it was very much, um, I think, a case of, you know, what is university? You're unemployed for three years, but your parents are still proud of you. And I think that pretty much sums up my, <laughs> uh, sums up my, my time at uni. But um, I don't know, it was fun. I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I think it has a nice, it can be a nice break between school and mm. going and going to work. Um, yeah, it's a good experience, especially for anyone who's listening um, and you're thinking of going to university at Darrell Halls that we went to. I, uh, definitely a highlight of my university time. I don't know, would you say the same for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. And as I said, I met some, you know, good people that I still keep in contact with. Um, I also met Stephen Rebecca. Um, <laughs> Who turned up at his church yeah. doorstep at the uh, time. It was funny, actually, Rebecca was like, a, um, you know, obviously if anyone's going away to university, it's, you know, it can be your first time away from home. Uh, first time away from mum and daddy. Of course, I was lucky I had Rebecca. I had a second Belfast mummy. Um, it was great. There's, a great, there's two great stories from university, yeah. actually. There's one, which is, you tell the biscuit one, I think, first. Okay, so the biscuit one. So, yes, Rebecca has, how you should have put this politely. Um, <laughs> the, the man's a lot. She's high standards. She's, she's got high standards. Might have been her wife. Um, oh, no, she's going to hear this. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so, again, student life, you know, it's not extravagant lifestyle, I think it's fair to say. Um, for, well... For, some, for most people, it's not an extravagant. I lived with gold, golden nuggets for yeah. about three weeks at one point, so. You know, so I, I was going down, didn't make the shop, and thinking, you know, save a bit of money. Well, just, you know, the Tesco value brand, digestive biscuits, was the problem. And the dairy body holds, it was a rule. If it was on the table, it was for everyone. Table food was for everybody. Um, so I just left them down the street was running for tea. You're being a nice guy, and, really. And, you know, That's your hard yeah, earned yeah. parents' money. Do not neglect to be hospitable. Um, <laughs> entertain the angels without knowing it. Um, but nevertheless, apparently my view of hospitality didn't quite match up to Rebecca's very high standards. And when it comes to digestive chocolate digestive biscuits, Tesco brand 
not okay. And but you may think, how do you approach this? You know, maybe just say, you know, Tommy, you know, when it comes to justice, you really should be going for the um, the original brand. You know, they're good quality biscuits. The or just do what normal people do. Yeah. And just don't eat them if you don't want them. Exactly. If they're not for you, just they politely refuse. But no, Rebecca felt quite strongly about it and threw them out of the BB window that we were in on the second floor. Um, they weren't hers. Um, they were for other people. But no, <laughs> and they became the birds. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, they were still there the next day. So apparently the birds in, in their inside <laughs> Belfast agreed with Rebecca. No. Uh, <laughs> Tesco value was not. So... Yeah, that, that, that was one story. She didn't appreciate the, the Tesco. Uh, the other one was that uh, you would be in your room. Um, so I think this is where the second mummy comes in. So any, I think, young fellows will know that GCSE high or A levels, your mum's always the one keeping an eye on you, making sure you're doing your studying. And I know pretty My Matthew McCarthy, I think, plays Tesco a lot. Absolutely. And of course, you probably know now, they're going to sort of let, the, let all these mums into me secret that. Just because the book is open in front of you doesn't mean you're studying. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Apparently, we have a big mum for your chip, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, like it's just this, this woman, first Korean Absolutely. Um, so, Rebecca would have been very, she would have been very good. We don't want to paint a bad picture of Rebecca. Um, you know, she was very good, very kind, going around, making sure everybody had a cup of tea mm-hmm. in their hand, nothing was ever too much trouble. Um, so, she came into my room, of course, I had the book open. It wasn't being read, it was just open. Um, <laughs> and she was like, Are you studying hard? And of course, I, I just didn't have the heart. Some would say I was being manipulative, but I just honestly didn't have the heart to break a tear that I was sitting there on YouTube doing nothing. Um, so I said, Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, test coming up, have to have to work hard. Would you like a wee cup of tea, Pepe? That would be lovely, Rebecca. And as soon as she went out, the book was closed, back on YouTube, you know, heard the wee knock at the door, book open, YouTube. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Are we still yeah. and, um, Really? You were serving her by letting her serve you? I'm really? Scared, I think you're being a good Christian guy. Was, you know, sometimes, you know, especially in this country, I think, you know, we, we don't like to cause bother for other people, and there's a fine line between that and not, allowing, not giving other people the opportunity exactly. to serve. And I, I really strongly feel that's what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't like the word manipulative for you. Exploitation. <laughs> <laughs> just serving. Providing an opportunity for service, I think. Yeah, no, if you're ever thinking of going to university, I recommend if you're going to Queens or even going anywhere in Belfast, to be honest, like Adam Wallace, he went to a polytechnic and uh, he, he's, he still went to the oh, so. Adam Wallace, of was just on a boy for three years. Uh, <laughs> his parents are still, we're, we're all very proud of Adam Wallace anyway. Not just as not just mum and dad or our <laughs> granny and granddad Basil and Maureen. Um, I'm sure we all know very well. <laughs> but yeah, if you're um, if you're thinking of going to university and going to Queens, highly recommend Bearbucky Halls, at least for a year. You've got to experience it, don't you? You've just got to have that experience. Yeah, I think it's good just to because especially in the Christian circles, you know, you know you're you're sitting at school or you know your people at youth group, but I think it is very good just to get out and you know meet other people here in the church, you know, not even... About 90 people, people is there, or...? Yeah, there about. You know, it is a good... Like, I still keep in touch with people who, who mm-hmm. come as far away from Newry, from Port Down. Yeah. You know, definitely does. Um, you know, give it that perspective that you're in the church. Um, isn't just your church family, um, but it's good for you actually see that there's... You know, yeah, other Christians yeah, from other backgrounds, yeah, other... Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to meet new people and meet good people here on the same way of life to kind of encourage you to meet up and you know as we say years later we're still in touch with um, many of these people so 
at this point we should say that our local sponsors at Dermody <laughs> Halls um, <laughs> yeah, sponsoring this podcast today. Uh, they, they'll not be listening because they can never get the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, bring a booster. Um, but yeah, um, very good, very good. Um, we mentioned that Dermody was full of um, Christians from different backgrounds, that sort of thing. Tommy is one of our leaders, um, and we know that you're a Christian. Do you want to share with us? A little bit about your Christian faith and your Christian journey. Yeah, absolutely. So, I feel recently I'm dealing to give uh, some of you all know, but a big shout out to a fellow called Norman McCracken. Um, it was a BB Bible class um, at an OD Hot Bible Steve, um, which we faced on a Friday, uh, Friday evening. Big shout out to the BB. <laughs> um, and again, probably like a lot of people listening to this, yeah, like I said, I've been brought up in the church life and I wouldn't say that it was never a case that I didn't believe in God or didn't think about it or didn't take it seriously and if there was not a criticism but I think you know if you go a lot to there's obviously the camps or Christian events we love to hear the stories you know about how people dramatically change lives right and those stories are brilliant um, but I feel for a lot of people who you know grew up in the church and are blessed with that it can be it can be hard to sort of pinpoint you know when you became a Christian um, or it's harder to tell your story in a way um, you know it's easy when you don't know God and you know you're you're going through a difficult time and then God reaches and you can clearly say this is what God changed my life and for many years I've struggled with that because I always felt you know I've heard stories about people getting this like tingling feeling or you know, these real dramatic stories and I don't, you know, I just always sort of knew God, believed in God and I would say journeyed with God um, just on a daily basis. Um, but that story is no less important. It doesn't make me any less of a Christian and I think that's I mean, very important to know that, you know, it's a real blessing to always have known God. Um, and so for me it wasn't so much a case of not knowing God to knowing God, but simply knowing God better. Um, and I suppose that's something that never really stops. That's a constant um, journey. But I remember Norman was doing a Bible class, and I would have been about third year, and it was, he was speaking on the book of Amos. And really, what struck me that night was seeing what you weren't just listening to him, but you could see what Norman was speaking in his own life um, very, very clearly. Um, and you could see that this was Jake, even for a third year you know, boy surrounded her voice you would rip the mickey out of anything mm -hmm. you know there was something about Norman you could actually see hang on there's something different here there's something that Norman has that I don't have yet um, Norman knows God so much better than I do and I want this um, in fact I need this and so that really got me thinking you know, how do I take this more seriously how do I go from just sort of knowing God I suppose from taking a child's faith in God you know, and making that more like Norman, making that more like we, we should be. Um, and it took a long time, and I would say for the next six months, I was praying. Um, and again, if anyone's grew up in the CU or in the church, they'll hear these prayers all the time. You know, if anyone's something, the person will be a talk, and I'll say, you know, if God has spoken to you tonight, pray this prayer, pray to become a Christian. And I would have been praying this prayer about every night for about six months, <laughs> waiting for this tingling feeling, waiting for this 
word Morgan used was a passionate heart for God, and I believe in God. Um, but so probably a lot of people do, but what no one was really speaking on this night was God saying, okay, you believe in God, brilliant, but what else? You know, do you really love God? Do you really appreciate what God has done for you? Are you really allowing God to change your life for the better? Um, and you could see what that looked like. When I look at Norman, um, and we're, we're really blessed in First Corinthians, we do have a lot of people and a lot of leaders that I've been able to look up to in the time here. Um, and he can show you what that Christian walk looks like. Um, um, there, there really isn't anything else like it. Um, it's not always easy. Um, they'll be the first people to tell you that they're not perfect either, but there definitely is a difference. Um, and you see that as you get older and as you walk. And it's, like I said, for me, it took a few months, but that was a journey. Things don't always happen overnight, but you know, God was with me. God used me as leaders that I've been in contact with. Um, and I suppose that's really why I'm so keen to be involved in all the youth programs that we have here. And not just to give something back, but actually to, to follow their example um, and to hope that you know, to be able to show that a life with Christ is so much, you know, like walking with God, nothing else compares to it. Um, Great. Do you have a favourite verse? Um, there's, I suppose many verses come to mind. Um, I suppose, if, I don't know if there's a favourite verse, but I'll always say, um, is there, there'll be so many times in life you'll, you'll be going through phases where you're really joyful and happy. There'll be times when that would be the case, and There'll be different aspects to God's promises and God's word that I think will speak to you at different times. Psalm 84 um, is, is one I love going back to. Um, it's called, How Lovely Is Your Dwelling Place. Um, Lord Almighty, and it really just reminds us that, you know, there really isn't anywhere better um, to be than in God's presence. Um, the words that the psalmist used are, better is one day in your courts and a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Definitely, you know, there will be times when you're tempted, you look at other people, you know, when you go off to university, you see people, many people turn away um, from God and do their own things. And, you know, there, there are moments when it does look appealing, it does look better, it does look more fun. Um, but, you know, given a thing enough time, um, the truth does out and you do see it isn't. But really, it is. It really is better to be um, dwelling in the house of God than anywhere else. Um, and I think, you know, there are times when life's going good and you can feel God's blessing on you and it's great to be reminded of that. But there are other times as well when things are more challenging. It's, you know, just, if not more important to be reminded of that um, as well. Um, I suppose maybe this year, one verse that's been in my mind recently um, was our call to worship recently, um, a couple of years ago. Uh, the thief comes only to steal and destroy but I have come that you might have life and have life um, abundantly. And ultimately that's what, what we're here for. That's why we believe it. Um, there really isn't anything in life that can or does compare to what Jesus offers. And that can be, that can sound really, really nice and really wonderful, or it can sound like complete, you know, nonsense to you to be true. Um, but there's really only one way to find that out, and that is to, you know, to live it and to, to get to know God better. Um, Golly, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. That was great. Um, yeah, thank you very much. We've loved having you. Um, <laughs> we'll maybe get you back on at some point with a, with a couple of uh, 
I think we need to get you, your brother, Alan Steen, Alan Cunning or something. Just that, get that will have to be turned into just a, a, a three-man performance of both Forrest Gump and the Shawshank production. <laughs> um, with, so. with a few uh, quotes from the office from, from Andy Black. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I think we'll have to get, um, I think that'll be fun to get everyone on a wee montage at some point. But for now, thank you very much. For, and thank you all for listening to the podcast today. Um, our podcast will be coming out regularly every Tuesday um, in the build-up to Easter. So please check in on our Spotify and the link is on our Instagram. Um, yeah, um, we don't have a huge amount of announcements apart from that our youth programmes are back. Um, so on Tuesday, first football's on. Um, our podcast, as you know, is on. Um, midweek's on on a Wednesday where um, you're going to have some different people doing talks. We're going to be sharing them out a wee bit more. You don't have to listen to me, but you'll get to hear from Tommy and Andy and Adam as well. Um, and then BD's on Friday, and then Youth on Sunday, as always. So, for now, thank you for listening to us. Thanks, Tommy. And we'll catch on with you very, very soon. See you.